The fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom. You should be able to walk in peace, but also fully walk alert. That's when the devil is afraid of you, church, as he sees they're in another dimension. Our sword stays sharpened when we allow the word of God to saturate us and we say in the presence of God and when we hear a lie, we don't just allow it to fester within us, we do something about it. When we're yielded to God's spirit, we're going to walk sensitively protecting our human spirit. God has anointed you with the power of the Holy Spirit, with the Holy Spirit and with power. Amen. Right, amen? Second Corinthians 10 verse three. For though we walk in the flesh, we do not wage war according to the flesh. For the weapons of our warfare are not carnal. They're not of the world. But they are mighty in God for the pulling down of strongholds. Like I said, a castle or a fortress in your mind. It's a lie. A stronghold starts as a lie. And then it becomes a fear. It becomes idolatry. It becomes unbelief. It just gets worse and worse and worse. There are layers. But instead, it says casting down arguments. That would be considered an argument. What I just got done saying, because it's a prideful thing that lifts itself up above the knowledge of God. Really, you created a test, and now you want everyone to go ahead and, and come into agreement with your test that you created online so that now everything that spews out of this test is what you deemed it to be. And really, is this God or is this a person? It's a person. And when you put yourself under that, you've put yourself under that spirit. Don't put yourself under a human spirit like that. We need to be sensitive to the spirit of the living God and make sure you know who you are being influenced by. Do not allow yourself to be influenced by a spirit that is not submitted to the Holy Spirit. You cannot. This is where mixture comes in. This is where problems come in. This is where more deception comes in because people, Christians, walk without the level of wisdom that they are supposed to have. And the word gives us wisdom. The fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom. Knowledge of the Holy One is understanding. The fear of the Lord. Have more fear in displeasing God. The fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom. Knowledge of the Holy One is understanding. We need the wisdom of God. And we need the understanding that he gives us. We have that as we are careful to protect our spirit man. Know what you're listening to, whom you're listening to, what you're partaking in. Know it. You cannot let your guard down. You have to walk in a way that you know. You trust God, but you're always, you're always alert. Because the devil comes in crafty, doesn't he? And he'll come into a meeting like this and try to take over. I won't let it, but he tries. Or he'll come into a meeting like others that I've already mentioned where I'm not present. And if there's nobody present, in other words, if there's nobody listening to the spirit of the living God with the boldness to say, stop, that's not of God, and address it right away. Everyone there were just dulled in their spirit, man. That's why you have a lot of Christians with a dull spirit. Their sword is not sharp. It's dull. And that's not the way we're called to live. We're called to live with our sword sharpened. Amen. Our sword stays sharpened when we allow the word of God to saturate us and we say in the presence of God. And when we hear a lie, we don't just allow it to fester within us. We do something about it. We take authority. We cancel that spirit. We command it to go speak to it when you need to speak to it. 
Church, where we are as a body, we have to have greater wisdom and discernment. And you can't be so afraid of hurting somebody's feelings but letting everybody else be slimed. We have too many people afraid of hurting somebody's feelings, but they don't care that everyone else just heard and were slimed. How about everybody else? Are you guys following what I'm saying? <clears throat> Let's go to Acts 10. Thank you, Father. Hallelujah. Acts 10 and 38. This is the word which God sent to the children of Israel, preaching peace through Jesus Christ. He is Lord of all. I'm in verse 36. Verse 37. That word you know. That word you know, church, you know the word, which was proclaimed throughout all Judea and began from Galilee after the baptism which John preached. How God, and then he goes on to say that word, how God anointed Jesus of Nazareth with the Holy Spirit who anointed Jesus. God the Father. How God anointed Jesus of Nazareth with the Holy Spirit and with power. Say with the Holy Spirit, with the Holy Spirit. and with power. power. That power is dunamis power. Yes. It's the divine energy. Yes. It's God's divine energy. Right? It is the great force. It is strength. It is dynamite. How God anointed Jesus with the Holy Spirit and with power. And God has anointed you with the Holy Spirit and with power. Say, I am anointed, I am anointed. with the Holy Spirit, the Holy Spirit. And, with power. and with power. Therefore, if I'm anointed, I know right from wrong. When I'm paying attention. Yes, so we need to pay attention. That's why I say you need, you can't just let your guard down. Hey, okay. You need to always have an element of alertness because the devil roams around seeking whom he may devour. This is not just true to in a church setting, it's true always. Kingdom-minded people know who they are and they walk with a, an element of of presence, which is the presence of God. Always. Always. That means you can walk in the joy of the Lord, but you still have that element of you know who you are and you're also watching for the ungodly assignment that would try to come against you. See, some people think, oh, I can just, I can relax. I can let my hair down. Okay, and I'm not trying to teach you to just always be on alert and never have any peace. No, you should be able to walk in peace, but also fully walk alert. Because God, he is the prince of peace. Jesus is the prince of peace. And he will teach you how to walk fully alert, fully yielded to him, but fully alert. That's what an ambassador does. That is what a soldier does. When you're in a war, you know exactly what you're fighting, but you also know who's also fighting through you. So it's the ability to stand firm. Yes, in peace, but fully aware. 
that's when the devil is afraid of you, church. That's when he's afraid because he sees they're in another dimension. They're walking in another dimension. They're in tune. Don't be an out-of-tune Christian. Let's be in tune. Always. Always. So God anointed Jesus of Nazareth, the Holy Spirit, and with power. And this is what he has done for us as well. Anoints us with, with the Holy Spirit and with power. And it says, who went about doing good and healing all who were oppressed by the devil, for God was with him. He went about doing good, and he said he healed all. He healed all who were oppressed by the devil. You can see in this one line here how people that are oppressed of the devil have sickness. Many times, the sickness that you are walking, if you're walking in some kind of a sickness, then it's the oppression of the devil that has put it upon you. And it needs to be cast out. It needs to be dealt with. Oppression is to be overpowered. When you are oppressed, you are overpowered. You are treated harshly. You are the, the spirit, the, the enemy would try to bring you down, tries to dominate you, tries to exercise his power over you. That is not of God. There is a way that we are called by God to walk in the excellency of Christ. And that way is complete submission to the spirit of the living God. And also with full understanding that every spirit that tries to oppress you is coming from the liar himself. And it's your job to overturn. It's your job to Put it under your feet. It is your job to make sure that that which rises up out of you is the Holy Ghost and nothing else. Amen. Let every place where there was a form of mixture that tried to get a hold of you and bring you down into that oppressiveness uh, leave now in the name of Jesus. You have not come this far and you have not done this much work uh, for you to go backwards. You are going forward in the name of Jesus. Amen. You are going forward in him. You are not going to allow deception to come near your dwelling place. Rise up, church. Rise up. So powerful, but so needed, so true. Anytime you feel the oppression, what it is is you're being dominated by the devil. Anytime you feel oppression, you're being dominated by the devil. Yes, he will use people, but you're being dominated by the devil. The lordship of the, it's the lordship, lower L, of the devil that's dominating you. He tries to be lord over people's lives, you know. It's his lowercase lordship that's trying to dominate you. Anytime you feel oppressed and overpowered by the devil, and that is not God for you. It is not his fullness. It is not his fullness in your walk at all, ever, never will be. God has anointed you with the power of the Holy Spirit, with the Holy Spirit and with power. Right, amen? So that you will heal all that are oppressed by the devil. And the rest of that verse says, for God is with him. For God is with you. For God is with us. God is with you. 
God is with us. And he's with you everywhere you go. And there are choices that we need to make in our everyday life, but he is with us everywhere we go. So to walk in divine power is to overcome all resistance. And that's what it's going to take. It's going to take overcoming resistance. It's going to take overcoming resistance. It's going to take making sure what you're listening to. Let your ears only hear that which comes from the spirit of the living God. Watch mixture. Watch it. Don't let it just come in and not do a thing about it. Don't let it. Any form of oppression, you've got to get rid of it. Listen to what you're listening to. Watch what you're watching. Make sure your spirit is literally being fed the true food of Christ and not some adulterated version. Your spirit, which is a gift of God, needs to be the most important thing in your life, obviously the Holy Spirit. But how do we commune with him through our spirit man? So we must take care of our spirit. We must allow God's divine spirit to literally penetrate our heart. How do we pray? How do we read the word? We with our hearts, exactly. We must allow the spirit of the living God to literally lead us by asking him, Lord, teach me how to pray. Lord, teach me how to read. Lord, teach me how to commune with you. Don't go into the automatic pilot mode where you just gonna, oh, I'm just gonna do this and I'm gonna do that. That's exactly right. You're going to do it. And you're going to do nothing that's gonna have fruit. The only true fruit comes when we're really truly yielded to the spirit of the living God. When we're yielded to God's spirit, we're going to walk sensitively protecting our human spirit. And I have taught this and I will continue to teach this as long as I hear the spirit of the Lord say continue to teach them about this same topic because there are too many that are allowing their spirit literally to be prostituted. And that's a strong word. But that's exactly what's happening. And we cannot allow that kind of mixture, church. Holiness, he's looking for. Holiness, he says, I want you to be holy like I am holy. Holiness is what he is looking for. There's so much that he wants to give us. He wants to reveal so much more. And he is, and he will continue. But it's going to require our lives that are literally set apart and yielded to him. Fully. Amen. So to walk in divine power, let's turn to Romans 8. Romans 8. And in verse 17. I'm going I'm to start up in verse, in verse 15. So Romans 8, 15. It says, for you did not receive the spirit of bondage, which means slavery. You did not receive the spirit of slavery. In other words, fear. You have not received that spirit of fear or slavery, again, to fear, to panic or to territorial spirits or anxiety. You didn't receive that. But you receive the spirit of adoption by whom we cry out, Abba, Father. <clears throat> That's what we've received. The spirit himself bears witness with our spirit. That's what has to happen on a daily basis. Did you catch it? Yes. The spirit of God 
needs to bear witness with our spirit. But we can't have, you won't know that unless you're used to living a life so yielded to the Holy Spirit that you know immediately, immediately, when something does not bear witness with the Holy Spirit. And you feel that check within you immediately. Why is it that certain things that require so much prayer on your part, but yet they shouldn't? It should be something that you know by the Spirit. I'm not saying not to pray, but I'm saying why is it that there are certain things that you should know automatically if you're in tune with the Holy Spirit? You should know just by, just by mere relationship with Christ. There are things that you should know and you should be made aware of immediately. When something is wrong, you should know it. The check of the Holy Spirit within you should be very strong. If it isn't, that's okay. Just keep on keeping on because that's the goal. The goal is, is that God wants to raise you up, mold you to where immediately in your spirit, man, you will know right from wrong because your spirit has now been trained to be sensitive to the Holy Spirit. So I'm going to reread that again. I'm going to read this again here. Verse 16. The Spirit himself bears witness with our spirit. The Spirit, the Holy Spirit himself bears witness. He should be bearing witness with our spirit that we are children of God. See, God is not trying to withhold his goodness. He's not trying to with, withhold his Holy Spirit. He's not trying to withhold his wisdom. He's not trying to withhold his answers. He's just saying, children, will you raise, would, you, would you rise up and would you be taught by the Holy Spirit so that you are in tune consistently with me? That immediately when somebody says something you know in your spirit, man, immediately, mm, that's not of God. Or yes, that is. And so this is something that you, get, you train yourself in, and you will grow in it. Verse 17, and if children, because this is for children of God, verse 16. So verse 17, and if children, then heirs. We are heirs, right? And heirs of God and joint heirs with Christ. Indeed, we suffer with him that we may also be glorified together with him. So we're heirs of God and co-heirs with Christ. How do you walk in the divine power and overcome all the resistance that tries to come against you? You are heirs of God and you are joint heirs of Christ. And because of that, you walk above all of that oppression, kicking that oppression literally under your feet and saying, no, I know my position in Christ. I know where I have been seated. You know that Ephesians 2, 6 says you are seated in the heavenly places with Christ. We've already gone over this. You know where you are seated. You know that he's already granted you access. Say, I have free access to the throne room. And that is where I get my instructions from. And we are to live from that throne room. To live from the throne room of God. Hallelujah. That's, that's what God is saying. They, he didn't close the door. He didn't shut the door. He didn't say you don't get to come back for until a whole other year. That, that access is open for us. That door is open. It's an invitation that never, ever, ever gets taken away. It is an invitation to the Holy of Holies that doesn't get retracted. What are we doing with this incredible, glorious invitation that only is going to give us what is good, God's wisdom, 
God's power, God's results. I want to go back to Acts 10. Let's go back. And in verse 44, okay, and it says this here. It says, while Peter was still speaking these words, remember we just read how the Holy Spirit, how God anointed Jesus of Nazareth with the Holy Spirit and with power, and how he went about doing good and healing all who were oppressed by the devil, for God was with him. We just got done reading that. Okay, verse 44. It says, while Peter was still speaking these words, the Holy Spirit fell upon those who heard the word. While Peter was speaking these words, the Holy Spirit fell upon all those who hear the word. Upon all those who hear. The Holy Spirit fell upon all those who hear. The Holy Spirit is falling right now upon all those who hear. With the, under, with, the, with the ears of their spirit, upon all those who hear the word, the Holy Spirit is falling upon you right now. Revelation is happening right now. Wisdom is coming about right now. You didn't know how to do or say a certain thing, but there is a wisdom that's falling upon you because you're hearing the word. You're hearing the truth. You're hearing the spirit of God. Thank you, Lord God, for ears that are opening right now. For hearing the word. The spirit of the living God. But it is important that we hear the right word. I want you to jump over to Matthew 13. Matthew 13. And Matthew 13 and in verse 15. This is Jesus speaking. And he says, For the hearts of this people have grown dull... Their ears are hard of hearing. If Jesus is saying, for the heart of this people have grown dull and their ears are hard of hearing, then you know that who has done such a thing? The enemy, right? Right? And so he's calling forth what he sees. He's calling forth what, ha what has happened. There are dullness. There's, there's dullness in some somebody, some people's hearing. Dullness. Say, that's not me. And I decree over myself that I can hear the word of the Lord, the spirit of the living God. My ears are not dull to the spirit of God. I thank you, Lord God, that they will hear the sound of heaven. I thank you that they will hear the sound and the voice of our heavenly father. I thank you, Lord God, that they will walk in a whole new level, Lord God, of power and of might in Christ. In Christ. Everything that we have, we have in Christ. Not one thing is going to be outside of Christ. Everything that we have, we want in Christ. We want to walk in Christ. He's already said, I've seated you above, not beneath. You're in Christ. He says, I've already given you spiritual riches and witness. It's in Christ. Everything that you have, it is in Christ. He's already poured his spirit out upon you. In Christ, the spirit of the living God has been poured out upon you. You are going to prophesy, and you're going to prophesy from the spirit of God and not your own human wisdom and your own soulish spirit. Your spirit, The spirit of God is where you're going to prophesy, not your soul. The word of God has already been spoken. I, I've told you the prophetic word that God has for this church. Before I shared that word, I asked the Lord if I was to share it publicly. Always need to ask the Lord if you're supposed to share something publicly because you know not everybody that hears is for you. Some hear so that they can try, keyword, to overturn what God just said. Impossible. The word of the Lord is spoken. 
period. So I made sure that it was a word that needed to be, that should have been spoken first and foremost. Had I not done that, I would have been presuming God, on, on God. I would have been presumptuous, right? And that's never going to bring the blessing of God. So you always make sure you ask. So I did. He says, share it. It needs to be out in the atmosphere. And so with the word spoken, the prophetic word spoken, the enemy tries because he's pretty much, he's a defeated foe and he doesn't really have any new tactics. He's always trying the same old schemes because people fall for it. Why does he need to change it, right? And so people, some end up becoming deceived or they try, you know, the enemy tries to pick certain people off and pick certain people apart. And one of the ways he does it is to try to give you a dullness of hearing. You can't hear what you need to hear so that you can just grow what? When you, when you can't hear what you need to hear, then you're going to grow dull, right? And so that's why I'm, that is why I'm doing, I'm saying this message because it is my job not just to deliver the prophetic word, but then also to make sure that we're all moving along forward and we're rising up in Christ and we're not going to allow the tactics, the lying schemes. That's why we started off with the scripture that we started off with, the lies of the enemy. We don't battle against flesh and blood, right? But these are lies that the enemy brings strongholds tries to bring strongholds, but they're fabrications of the mind that the enemy found a way in. And it's up to us to say that's a lie from the pit and back to the pit it goes. It's a lie from the pit and back to the pit it goes. In the name of Jesus. This is God's church and everything that he says and does, he will say and do because we allow him to move freely. And you that are a part of this church, if you heed what I'm saying here today, you will not be picked apart and taken apart and left behind and trampled underfoot, but you will do so to the devil. You will do so to the enemy. You will pick him apart and trample him underfoot because you are being raised up, uh, saints of God. You're being raised up. Uh, you're being taught. You're being taught how to handle the opposition that, of course, tries to come against you. Of course. But you're learning how to come against it, and you're learning to stand above it. You're not under it. You are not called to walk in oppression. You are not called to walk oppressed. Uh, Jesus did something about all of that oppression, and so shall you. You are to walk above it. You are literally to decree that has to go, because greater is the Lord in us, uh, in you, than the enemy that is prowling around trying to kill, steal, and destroy. He tries to kill, steal, and destroy. But Jesus says, I've come and I've come to give you life, and that life is more abundantly. Amen? And so there is no fear in a child of God that walks in the authority of God. There is no fear at all. When Peter was speaking in that verse in Acts 10, 44, and the spirit of the living God fell upon them, on those that heard, one of the one of the enemy's tactics is, is that he causes people to not hear. Oh, they come to church and they open their Bibles, but they don't hear. But that's why we do so much warfare. You might say, yeah, but what about all the glory? We were in the glory for like an hour and a half. Doesn't that cover it? Doesn't that just eliminate the work of the enemy? Absolutely not. Where was Judas sitting before he gave him the kiss of death? Right next to Jesus. Don't think just because there is so much glory that you don't need to exercise 
your authority in the realm of the spirit. That's why the church needs wisdom and discernment. That's all of us need to grow in that. And we are. Praise you, Jesus. Because he gives us, by his Holy Spirit, the ability to discern and the ability to walk that discernment out.